If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. All right, all right. This is the new whisper song. It's the friend zone and it's on. I just caught the spirit in my bones. I don't know what, but I got a Jones because we want to speed it up and do the thing. We want to make the beat bang. Shake your hips, baby, move and swing. And if you got a dangling, then keep it in your pants. Don't take a chance because you might up with some ants. Ooh, wake you on the dance. Or go to the clinic, take a chance. Don't do it. So we about to party, don't do it's it. It's been a year, so we here. Friend zone and we back again. Do it every time like with a friend. Me, myself, uh, uh, and uh, I uh, again. Uh, yeah, it's the reunion anniversary show coming soon. You want to be a part of the thing? Well, How we you ask up in that room? August 13th, it goes boom. 8 o'clock, make sure you're in the room. Boom, like that tomb. Team tuck in your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to yeah. give a little variation. <laughs> yeah. Burr, burr, burr. You know, I, I used to hate that when I were here in the club, but there's just something about it sometimes. It's like, all right, you know what time it is. Like, <laughs> like, burr, 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 burr. it's like, ah, bass knock. Woo. <laughs> yeah, it was so crazy. Sometimes I'd be wishing they would play the song, though. Oh, my God. But like, they never sometimes I'd be getting pissed off when they play that mix and they start off playing the game One Blood, but they don't never finish it. It's really the beginning or whatever, and then they'd be like, Price drop! <laughs> I'd be like, Ah, oh, damn, man. I'd be <laughs> well, like, hear one blood. Or how they'll play like the first part of somebody's verse and then not like go to anywhere else. It's like, Wait a minute, you could at least like give me a little bit of the hook of the chorus or something. It's like, You had to change that shit already. New York DJs. Mm-hmm. New York fucking DJs. <laughs> I almost named a couple, but I'm not right? going to do that. Me too, and I caught myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they know who they are. <laughs> They do. DJing in lowercase. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> DJing in, chi- in chicken scratch. Okay. When you said lowercase, I thought about them kitten heels. <laughs> oh, no. God don't damn. Be, don't bring those She got Tamar fired and won't admit oh it. me. She, she took a nap. I'm so mad. You, don't she, get me started. Don't open up the wound again. Okay, okay. real. Okay. Okay. I saw his face. Okay. It was opening up. Shout out to Tamar Braxton. Come back. You know, with her new chance. Partnering with Steve Harvey. I would love to do a talk show with Steve Harvey. 
You'd be cute. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey is so funny. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I can see Dustin taking over Family Feud. You too. would be. I would How funny would Dustin? Oh that, that my would be god! So funny. You would be. I would love to hysterical with those feud. families. Yes. That would be bomb. That would I actually be really, it. really bomb. You yeah. gotta write that one down. Cause okay, we asked the question amongst hundred people. <laughs> Name one thing <laughs> that you do as soon as you go. To the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> I can so see it. Uh, get a soda. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> How are y'all feeling today, guys? I feel great. Yeah, you had a I good feel weekend? Renewed. I had a great weekend. I did. Um, I actually got a chance to go to Miami. I saw. Celebrate the birthday of one of my best friends with one of my other best friends. When the three of us get together, we just have this chemistry that's like unmatched and so i really enjoyed myself i was trying to get blacker than the end of the movie i spent as much time in the sun as i could <laughs> um because i just really wanted to be tanned and hot when i got back yes. and so you know i ended up with a pimple and a mediocre tan but hey i had a good time so on, yeah, it was great All right what about you how's your weekend weekend was great you know now we're here with a new week with new blessings you know new Hello. episode New a, a new year, it's like a it's like a, a I don't know it's just something in the air something's been moving and I've been feeling it. Yeah, I can feel it what, in the air. What about you, friend? How was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was good actually. Yes. Um, I have a collaboration coming up with Spotify that should actually be dropping oh, by the oh, time you guys oh, are listening oh, to this show. Oh, <laughs> come on, come on. So I'll be. Um, it's a playlist. I'll be on. Um, I'm giving y'all a hey friend hey. It's actually called Warm Vibes and Summer Nights. Ooh. Right? Giving and giving people it's, a peek inside. Yeah, huh? and it's 33 tracks that are just vibey and cool, and we'll just show you how I get down. I'm highlighting um, independent black singer-songwriters. Mm. Yes, um, So I wanted to take the opportunity to use the platform to actually help, of course, help other artists that, you know, I think are amazing, but the world just hasn't caught up to yet so hopefully you guys will enjoy that and i'll have the link for that in the url i'll have the url for that for you guys do of you course. do you want to spoil it and give you know a couple of names that you might have put on the list or nah um i mean the usual suspects i should say which are my <laughs> friends <laughs> y'all know jesse boykins the third is on it because that's the homie we've been friends forever um pj morton what? Um, Claude Kelly mm-hmm. right? Shout out Shout, shout out. out Jay Davey Shout out to Brooke and, mm. and Jack So a lot of the people that I actually know are on it But then I also gave um, space for artists like Tiffany Goucher Who I'm sure maybe some of you are familiar But if you're not you're going to be so in love with her She's awesome She's from LA Sir um, which I actually just sent to Asante, and he Man. was like, "What, yo, friend? I don't know what you you be on, but you you do something when you sent me that, right? You, for real. I'm telling you, like, I, I'm just something about indie artists, man. I was I remember that grind. So if I can support, I always will. So definitely check that out. That's pretty much what my weekend was. If you follow me on Snapchat, you saw that I was at the offices getting these playlist programs and popping. Yeah, and 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 thank you to Chad and Tolu who showed me around. And um, it's Minority Mental Health Awareness Month, actually. Yeah, wow. which I did not know. And Spotify told me that. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so it's crazy that I missed out on that month because it's a big part of what I do. But I just didn't know. So this uh, playlist is actually in honor of that 
of it being minority mental health awareness to to contribute in the form of music therapy. Nice. Yeah. How dope is that? Right? So fucking nice. So that's what the collaboration's based on. They were basically like, we love how you are a music head, but you're also a wellness person. So we thought, let's combine the two vibes and have Hey Friend, Hey do a playlist. Mm. I love it, friend. Shout right? So I hope you guys love it. Definitely give me feedback. Definitely attack the site because this is the yes. first time they've worked with an influencer. Um, playlists are usually curated by artists, obviously. Well, did you say this is the world. first time? That yeah. means you did it first? I did. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Getting my Ray J on. <laughs> okay. So they, so I'm excited. <laughs> that was awful. I hit it. I hit play first. <laughs> so I'm excited that they would take that chance with me. But it's also important that you guys share the playlist subscribe to spotify you can listen for free um you know post it everywhere because me being the first means that if it does well then more influencers will be able to do the same so you got to keep opening these doors so yes. that's like amazing right so i'm excited about it spotify is awesome it's you about a to great make me collaboration pay for my prescription my subscription my prescription my subscription <laughs> all over again yeah I, i've stopped because i was on you know i'm on the apple music wave right but that's because you know they they one click but there's get so you, many you it's hard because you yeah. want to follow all your favorite artists and they release stuff on title yeah and they all do apple, different things different like, places eh. and it's like i had to just pick one right you have to pick one but but either way they still have the free option which i like because i didn't want people to feel like they had to pay to listen to my playlist so i like that there is the free option and of course the trade-off is it has ads so it might kill the vibe a little bit but it's free so you get like a geico ad (laughs) 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 you know why you handling business but it's okay you know i didn't complain about pandora because you know them them oh yeah they used to just hit you ain't even know what was next but then it'll be an ad be like oh here we go but then it's like the jarul station just always had the jarul station but i hope you guys enjoy that and like i said please support the artists that are on it Find their albums if you if you connect to the track. Look up to see where their concerts are, their shows. Go to their performances. Tweet them. Tell them keep making music. You know, like this is how you keep people inspired and happy. And I was telling uh, Sante that I had gone to one of the artists' Twitter and I noticed that they were like kind of sad and down and it seemed like they were losing inspiration. So I was like, oh, I'm so happy that they're going to be on this playlist because that'll send them right some time. good energy. I mean, perfect. So things like good. that are really helpful and matter especially for creatives we need as much love and boost and energy as we can so yes. check that out and i hope it makes you feel good it's a vibe i can't even lie y'all i'm proud of that playlist i, put my, be, foot <laughs> I put my foot in that playlist i sat and curated the hell out of it um you'll hear my voice on it throughout the playlist just kind of like vibing Ooh. with y'all which i think is fun okay so yeah so definitely check that out on uh, spotify.com it'll be right on the home page so, so friend cool. you got a mixtape i have a mixtape <laughs> <laughs> so when did you vibe with hip-hop summer nights, okay right? hosted by hey friend hey <laughs> <laughs> it's your girl hey friend hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so definitely check that out and also check out the friend zone on spotify yes. Ooh, right that to me was the dopest Double part gems. that you know we're Major on there too keys. <laughs> right <laughs> all right so let's jump into this week's show so last Dying. week <laughs> so on last week's show we discussed our dreams our passions the things that we are chasing and i brought up the idea of what if the people around you or maybe even your fan base, if you have one, just don't see it for you. Maybe they don't think you can sing or produce or act or whatever it is that your craft is. Does that mean you should stop? 
Did you listen to what people are saying? We discussed all of our perspectives on that. And as usual, you guys had a lot of awesome things to say. So who wants to share what stood out to them? I'll pick you, Asante. <laughs> all right. So this letter comes from Eddie in the Friend Zone emails. And it's the, the subject is finding power and being underestimated. This last episode reminded me of a quote from Beyonce's latest interview with Elle, where she talked about how Destiny's Child was able to become so successful because they were underestimated. <clears throat> Their power came from Columbia Records not having much faith in them to, to having much faith in them to succeed. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Quote: I'd say I discovered my first power after the first Destiny's Child album. The label didn't really believe we were pop stars. They underestimated us, and because of that, they allowed us to write our own songs and write our own video treatments. It ended up being the best thing because that's when I became an artist and I took control. It wasn't a conscious thing. It was because we had a vision for ourselves and nobody really cared to ask us what our vision was. So we created it on our own. And once it was successful, I realized that we had the power to create whatever vision we wanted for ourselves. We didn't have to go through other writers or have the label create our launch plans. We had the power to create those things ourselves. That was a quote from Beyonce and Elle magazine. Wow, I didn't know that story. You know, see when you slept I, on. I told y'all, you know, Beyonce just always comes through with the word. I, I hate <laughs> always having to take it back to Beyonce, but she just, she just knows. She just, last, you know, I was talking about how she battles against herself. You know, she just competes with herself. She always tops herself. It's just that that yearning for who you are, who you want to be, and what you want to do, not what um, other you want others see you to see you doing or what others see for you. So I think that that's really, really important. I just want to reinforce that. I like that. <sighs> So Von Don on SoundCloud said, I'm a black female entomologist freshly graduated with a bachelor's degree, bachelor's degree in entomology, which is the study of insects. And I'd lost my mojo. I'm always excited about insects. But recently, since graduating, that excitement has dwindled. What I really want to do is open a food cart and later a cafe that serves edible insects for human consumption. I think oh, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> he said, oh. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about killing insects, not eating them, but... <laughs> she says, you can imagine the reactions I get when I tell people this. I'm sure I will hear it on the show if this is chosen. <laughs> yes, because I <laughs> wish you could see Dustin's I'm... face. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, uh. Call me Raid. <laughs> Dustin <No>. Raid. Okay. <laughs> um, and she said, and that is what has knocked my mojo down. Being the only one excited about such an opportunity that is completely sustainable and ridiculously healthy, along with super fresh, puts me in a position of only being able to look to myself for a lot of things, such as motivation. I'm not good at self-motivation yet. So thank you a million times because I forgot that I'm not an entomologist for anyone but myself first and the world second. I will change the world. I will be a part of yes. a new movement, and I will push past everyone that yucks my yum. You absolutely I know will. That's right, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think the cart idea is really interesting. I think if I would, but I'm also a little bit weird, so maybe you're asking the wrong person. Because well, <laughs> if I were to pass a food cart that said insects, like for you to try, I would totally do it. Listen, in New York City, as much as people just like some different shit, that would be popping out here. Right? I, I don't know if I would be part of my ministry, but I could see a market for that for you, girl. <laughs> like, you you, you are on to something. And maybe you need to move to I Asia. I would try it. I would try it. Right? I would try it. I yeah. would try it. 
to, to try maybe, but I think for me, it'd be fun. Imagine I'll be trying like, it. <laughs> right. I would try it. Yeah. Right. Imagine like taking a date or hanging out with your friends and being silly just on some like let's do some weird shit. And yeah. it's insects. It'd so be fun. I mean, it's from the earth, so I'm sure there is like some wildly uh, nutritious insect or some yeah. shit out there too. <laughs> All right, insects. All right, Kevin Gates. <laughs> Not insects. All right, hold on now. No, I love it. Really, Thank you, really. Don. I think you should totally push for that because I bet you, it's, I don't know what city you're in, but I'm imagining how popular that food cart would be if it was in New York. Yeah. yeah. You'd probably have the whole corner wrapped around because people like different shit. Get you a permanent Union Square, girl. You set. Like, you, you remember when some of the cronuts, was that what it was? Uh-huh. Yes. Like, the croissant donut hybrid mm-hmm. thing and... Literally, people were like lined up for hours just to get one. I was in line for ice cream this weekend, but like a long line. It was the the Magnum pop up shop. It was such a nice lounge. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, but I say go for it. Do it. I think it sounds like a really cool idea. And you know, we keep it real here on the Friend Zone. So now we said people are going to tell you the truth about your dreams. So. You know, I hope you in New York or, you know, Venice, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, you know Venice, saying? yeah. Now, now, if you are in Springfield, Ohio, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, well, no, you might not want to push, you know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you do, do some market research. <laughs> I was going to tell you, first. Look, you're going to have to pay for the rest of these ideas. But if you can't do it around home, you figure out a way to ship them or something. Give them a cute little or packaging. Or get a one-way ticket to Asia. Like, I feel like in Japan, well, I don't know, I can't say specifically because I haven't been all over Asia but I know they have those cool cafe like themed where they have (laughs) where they have like (laughs) themed cafes where you can come in and it's like a cat cafe and you literally you never heard of it wait they have wait too easy no (laughs) oh that's not even never mind I'm not gonna say that wait (laughs) not that (laughs) I I know (laughs) y'all ain't just now I done heard of alley hoop I oh heard a lobbing, you know. Oh I, heard, I, heard, I heard, I heard, I heard a laying up, you know. what I'm saying, I know you ain't just, I know you ain't just paying me to rock like that. It's a, it's kittens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, Dustin. Who stood out to you? I can't like it. I t- who stood out to you? Uh, oh, well. <laughs> okay. Oh, my, he literally has me tearing over here. Okay. So, y'all know I, I always be talking, I always, always, I always be talking about, you all know that I often mention <laughs> the tweets that I found interesting that week. Yes. The first tweet I'd like to highlight this week comes from Flex King, a.k.a. at Dr. Beasley who wanted us to know that Casey Anthony could oh babysit his kids before he would vote for Trump. Whoa. Okay, the next tweet that I want to <laughs> highlight comes from <laughs> at Thank Love Later, Loved and Nappy. At Thank Loved Later, she said, the many faces when the friend zone pod is on. Love y'all. Look at Dustin. Hey, friend. Hey, hey, Asante. And she is oh, just look how beautiful. the cutest I like thing. that head wrap. Ever in the world, her. and she's making that? faces Ooh, of joy cute. when listening to the friends. I on love her. Oh, yes. Thank so you. So shout out to you, homegirl. I love it when you guys tweet us video and picture reactions to our bullshit. <laughs> now <laughs> the swinging. other tweet, because I got one more. I actually got two more, because damn it, it's our anniversary show. Right. So the other tweet I want to highlight goes uh, comes from at n o l a l o l a. 8018 
which I will never repeat again. Lola Newell, she's from New Orleans, which you know is near and dear to my heart, who tweeted us, look at Dustin Friends on Pod in a boring ass meeting, and my coworker says, Yo, hips better roll. <laughs> For the last time. Right, and she said that her tears are golden and added a gif of a person hip rolling. So apparently she didn't even know that her coworker listened to the friend zone, and then her coworker said, Do you know you had it stuck roll. in my head the entire week? You hear my beat? I was on the train. I was singing it all week, and I was like, I have produced. I've been like, but the last time they me home, your hips better roll. Yes, so shout out to them. All in my head. The only other tweet that I want to highlight is very quick. It comes from the one and only, none other than the legendary 2B. Cash Dow. Cash Dow. Who tweeted, still the baddest and realest in my eyes. And she That's added right. Trina Rockstar That's with right. a vintage picture of Trina in black and white That's with right. a heart emoji. I love the love. That's you know right. what I'm saying? I love the love. That's support right there. Because you got a real person like Trina who welcomed the new girls with open arms. You That's know? right. Then you got other people who were willing to tarnish their legacy of greatness, you know, in their place, which cannot be changed. Ooh. But they just want to be haters and be negative, And it really sucks as a fan. Because I really love those people's work. But I'm just going to leave it at that because <laughs> my hips better roll. So go ahead, friend. So on this week's show, it is actually our 50th episode. Damn. Isn't that insane? And we are also hitting our one-year mark. In about a week or so, which week we will so. be spending, so. right? Which we will be spending with you guys at our live show in New York City. Which we cannot wait. It takes place on August 13th. August 13th. At 8 p.m. at Tish Auditorium in the New School, 13th Street and 5th Avenue here in New York City. Right. Be there, be square, but do your hair. <laughs> That's right. So if you already okay. bought tickets, make sure that you do have the, updo- the updated location. The location has changed. We had to change locations, insert future slash Drake collaboration here and see you there. Right. We're very excited to celebrate with you guys, but we're going to celebrate with your ears today before seeing you. So we wanted to basically have a year in review since we... Oh, gosh, you got a checklist and a lap. (laughs) (laughs) No, we want to do a year in review and, and talk about our experience now that we have this podcast for a year. Damn. What if, right? Can't believe that it's been that long. It's so weird how time flies now. But we want to talk about what we've learned what our favorite episodes were, what mm. we what episodes challenged us, um, and just give you guys a little bit of perspective. And of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts on a year in review for the friend zone as well. What your favorite episodes were. We'll be looking to those comments as well. But let's get into it. So who wants to start year in review for the friend zone podcast? I think it would be interesting to give our listeners a little bit of background, right? Mm-hmm. Just on the show and on its inception and, like, the, the different stages that it went through to become the friend zone. Oh, yeah, the different important. names, too. The different <laughs> names. We have, like, oh ten names. Oh, my God. You go ahead, Dustin. So, first, I had this vision. I'm a huge fan of being Mary Jane. <laughs> and I had this thing where I just was, like, inspired. I'm like, oh, fuck that. We about to do this show. We talk about news issues and we're going to hit hard and... <laughs> Make points, and I wanted to call it above because it was talk that was going to fly above all the bullshit, oh. fly above all this above stuff, and so, but that didn't happen. <laughs> and so then, uh, 
Then we were going to do something called Drinks on Us. Drinks on Us. Which was, um, it was going to have, it was going to be bar themed. I'll put it like that. I could give you more details, but y'all ain't about to steal my shit. <laughs> so, because we might do it one day soon. Right. <laughs> right. These, these all might still be legs that's going to grow from the front zone okay. now. Okay. <laughs> we never know. Because teeth and tongue fall out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we tight. Like 10 toes in one sock. Oh my! Like two oh thighs in one what? stocking, we tight. So yes, but anyway, so <laughs> so then the show went into we were gonna call it "Call It What You Want," which we almost did. Yeah, we had the the oh, gra- the art co- the what is it the cover art yes. was it already printed everything out and everything was done and we had like everybody was on board. But then we decided then the friend zone just came naturally. It was a combination <laughs> of a conversation that Asante and I had on the treadmill at the gym next. <laughs> to each other and then we then Fran had a conversation with us and we just picked a winner and rolled with it and so welcome to the friend zone do you remember the high road the high road I forgot about that right that's the name the, I was fighting the, the, and, for and, and, and the high yeah. road like in hindsight just cause well cause I'm a weed head never mind <laughs> I thought the high road was such a cute yeah. name right cause we take the high road we're high like uh-huh. it just <laughs> that's right. works so well <laughs> so layered, so versatile, but Ooh. there was already a podcast with that, right? Yeah, I think that was the biggest issue that we and ran with that. Don't one. even post, and yeah, and it was like a five-year-old yeah. podcast, but we couldn't take that. Um, what else? What other changes? Well, we just—I think it was so hard because we just kept changing the names because we were getting so excited about doing the show together and all of the things that we wanted it to be about. It's like Above was such, they were all such great ideas. I was just about to say that we had a bunch of good like, ideas, so it was hard. So we were like voting. and Yeah, but trying I to like figure out what one. to feed the people, what you all were going to react to the best. And something about the friend zone, it just felt very like welcoming and inviting. And you guys had been literally in the friend zone with us, you know, writing in to us, asking us for things and, you know, asking us for advice. And rolling hips. Rolling <laughs> hips. Fucking with the freestyle. So it's... Which, that's a story in and of itself. <laughs> Oh my god! Bullshit, literally, <laughs> literally like bullshit. just coming in here talking shit, and it turned into a thing. Like nobody tried to do that. We never said, okay, well, let's just start freestyling every day. Like, like, like yo, our thing is we gonna freestyle every. We just sit week. in these chairs and put these headphones on and just start talking shit, and that was how the freestyle was born. It also was born from private freestyle sessions that we would have our in ciphers. each other's homes. Our ciphers. And, you know, that, you know, we're not even going to go into further we about to get, we about to We about to get back into that, though. We got a little something-something coming for y'all ass <laughs> soon. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Very good one, too. For, I mean, like, literally, like, oh we had to dig in the trenches, <laughs> you know, weed smoking your weave, you know. <laughs> You we know, smoke in yeah. your weed. You know, like we had to go in them spots to get that freestyle that we got coming for y'all on video coming soon from Hey Asante. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Coming, I was looking at this. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a good show. It's our anniversary show. So not only are we going to give you background and drop some gems, but we're also going to you know, give you a couple of hints toward the future as well. So it's just <laughs> yes. a good show to be on. And then with the structure of the show, when we first started, oh we were like, God. we didn't really have a set plan. I know for the first episode, we figured we would just kind of wing it and yeah. then see what the vibe was. Because the thing is, we'd never actually worked together. Mm-hmm. We were friends, and but we us, never worked together. And, so and we were just trying are, to let it go. Like, podcast professionals either. It right. Was, 
it totally was all not like, my wave. <laughs> like we had done some shows, but then like to actually like do our own show it was like okay, this got to be like some shit, right? Yeah. And then the first um, couple of episodes were like we got like deep fast. That's yes. all I remember. We were talking about like childhood trauma. And Caitlyn Jenner whole ass. <laughs> There's a bunch of deep stuff that now I'm so glad we ain't put that Caitlyn Jenner shit out. <laughs> Because oh, we had her back, for real. And she right. wasn't thinking about our asses. Let them stay single. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Right, and we, and we came in and recorded. Did we, we did one episode that didn't air, right? Yep. That yep. was like the test I run. I still have it. Right? I still have it. That was like our test run to kind of see the chemistry. Um, and then we listened back to it, and it was good. So from there, we were like, okay, let's just let's do it. Let's jump in. Um, Loudspeakers Network was totally supportive and, and they were ready to roll and then August came around and we told everyone like we doing a podcast and August then rolled back around and we still doing a podcast right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, and you know obviously at first and we've talked about this a million times that people were expecting it to be the read and yeah. some people were disappointed that it wasn't other people found it refreshing that it wasn't because yeah. the read is the read. So, you know, they were happy to see that we totally went into a, a different direction. Yeah. The thing about it was nobody intentionally said, okay, how can we make our show different from the read? Right. The read is such a gift and such a blessing. And it was, it's the best, you know, black podcast out there. Hands down. Like, so and, and it is the benchmark and it's something that nobody could ever and should never try to duplicate or imitate because you cannot. Right. The read is good because Kid Fury and Crystal are good at what they do. Right. That's why the read is good. Right. So we had an opportunity to, you know, we got blessed with the opportunity to have this show we really, it was important for us to have it, you know, have some integrity. We wanted to do some work. And after lots and lots of conversations, this is how it came out. And we never tried to, it was never in our brains to say, okay, but we can't do it this way because we'll be like them or we'll be like this. We literally just did what we wanted to do. And so if you were mad, you know, the people that were mad about it not being like the read and didn't want to listen, fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> um, as you can see, we did it the right way. Right. And, that's it. and it's understandable, you know, for people to to think or assume, oh, like, oh it's going to be like the read part two just because of, you know, us being on the read. friends, yeah. Right, we're all friends. But I think it's also really, really dope for the people that, you know, decided to latch on and stay because they could see, hey, you know, there are different, you know, levels to anything. Like I, I've said before, it's only an hour out of the whole week that you get of us in, in this room. And, you know, it can't be the, not to say we want to give you a different hour from the read, but it's like, how cool would it be if you heard us talking about the same shit that the read was talking about? Because we didn't talk about that together as well. So it's <laughs> like, okay, so now we get into part two. It might get a little redundant. Y'all might hear the same things and then be like, well, damn, we just heard that. Right. It's like, well, we friends. We all <laughs> thinking the same shit. Group thing, okay? <laughs> so we all, so bomb, group bomb. Group bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Groupon. <laughs> Oh, but if Groupon got some deals, let me know. Or if Groupon want us to tell them what to put on sale and pay us to do it. What's up, Groupon? What's up? See, we just out here so, living. So now that we are year in, yes. my question, my first question is, what has been your favorite part of being a podcaster? <laughs> I think that being a, well, it's very, very important to me when I communicate with people that I'm direct and I'm very descriptive, right? I, I just don't, I like to be as clear and concise when I communicate as possible. So having the opportunity to come in here and talk every week has been great practice. And then I have to like 
read and research shit. You know what I mean? So I know what I'm talking about. So it's like you're just constantly sharpening your tool set, constantly sharpening your tools every week. And so that, for me, has been a great benefit. Learning, becoming a better orator, becoming um, more more focused when I opine on something. Those are the things that I, I was gifted with from this experience. So I'm forever grateful for that. And it has constantly pushed me to want to be better and to want to be able to articulate my thoughts more and really know how to, because some of the things that I think, you know, and some of my opinions and stuff can be, you know, viewed as maybe like bullshit or whatever. But if I can explain it right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then somebody would be like, but you know what? I can understand right. how he feels that way. Right. So that's my goal. I'm not changing, <laughs> but I'm just going to deliver it and a certain way. And that's why we love that you. you know, <laughs> that's it. What about you, Asante? Um, one of the things that I really, really appreciated the show for is consistency. Like to be able to come in for a year and have an episode up every week um, you know, just an hour of work every every year to like look back on as like a journal almost. It's like really, really cool. Um, it's cool because when you podcast, you get to just share these ideas and these visions and people are listening and they either resonate with it or they don't. But then sometimes people will resonate and they'll be like, damn, you know, you taught me something and they'll go into something and they'll teach you something back. And it's like, damn, like I wasn't even thinking about that. And it's just a, a good place to be and sound off and I can look back and some of the thoughts that I don't complete on the show, I get to go back later and be like, oh, well, here's that thought that I didn't finish, like, to myself. And right. then I can even explain it to people in person. Like, sometimes people will be like, you were talking about this on the show and you never went back and finished. What were you talking about? And then I could fill in the blank for him. And I'm like, yeah, like, damn, I should have gotten a little bit more of that. But it's like one of those things kind of with Dustin, like, I, I have not really found, um, <clears throat> I have not really found a, a way that I like to go in on a topic yet. Like, I always, like, jump a lot of trains just because my brain has always worked that way. Like in a restaurant, it's so much chaos. All the chaos, I love it. But talking is like bad chaos. So for me, it's like a learning experience. But um, I've been trying to find ways for me to just focus and opine and really like do topics the way that I want to. But uh, the show is, it's like a muscle. You know, you, you really got to work it out and work on it. And it's it's been a ride. So one year, I'm stronger than I was last year. So let's see how it's going to be for year two. Right. Um, For me, I think my favorite part Obviously, the extension, um, being able to push health and wellness on yet another platform. I was introduced to your markets, you know, Dustin and Asante, the people that did not know who I was, did not weren't familiar with my work, um, whether they liked it or not. <laughs> they, <laughs> you know, at least I know I reached most of them, which is a win, you know, and um, it's been so nice people that initially may have been like, eh, wellness, eh, you know, but then mm-hmm. now they, I see the change in them where they're like, oh my God, thank you. Like, I'm so thankful. I never would have taken self-care seriously or, um, you know, or even thought about vibe boards or even tried an herb extract to help me sleep better. Like things that I think people buying are crystals. opening, buying crystals, right. Are opening their minds more and, um, it's helped me, uh, like Dustin said, do having to do the research and being sharp and coming up with content and 
and trying to think what do people want to hear and it's helped me strengthen myself as a producer as a content creator which has been so fun to just dig and think like what you know what are people thinking about what are they feeling how can I tap into those emotions what can we bring to the show that's been like really fun for me um and just you know because like I've said before it was scary to do it because I, I preferred just putting my recipes on YouTube and keeping it moving, <laughs> not really having an opinion on anything because I felt, I felt like that wasn't my place. I'm just a content creator. Um, but I think that fear of, you know, trying to be so perfect online, um, this helped me remove that, you know, mm -hmm. and now I'm comfortable with who I am a lot more online. I've always been comfortable offline because right. I am who I am, but right. online... You know, it's still it's a, a little bit of a beast. game you have to play. And, and I was definitely playing it in the beginning. And I think now I'm just sort of like take it or leave it, you know, which I think I needed to get to because I was I was being too perfect and it just wasn't um, relatable, I think. Hmm. So this show, whether it opened your mind to me or closed your mind to me, but at least it showed you who I am in my entirety. And I think that that's a great feeling to to be myself for a living i always say that is such a blessing so that's probably is. been my favorite part what have you guys found to be the challenge the challenging parts of this year of having this new platform sometimes like when we discuss things sometimes it's easy in life to ignore certain things or shut out things that you really don't want to confront or face when you don't want to think about the fact that black people are getting killed by the police every goddamn day. Right. When you don't want to think of, so you don't think about it. You just watch Love and Hip Hop and talk shit with your friends. Right. You know what I mean? But I haven't been able to do that because we've had to talk about certain things. So I've had to actually say, okay, Dustin, how do you feel about this? What does this mean to you? And I'm the type of person that when I determine something about a situation or a circumstance, that's a call to action for me. <clears throat> once I determine, like, okay, well, this is the state of this. If I wanted to change it, I know I have to do something about it. So the show has made me much, much more philanthropical in my mm -hmm. spare time. Um, I have I have marched. I have shown up for protests, peaceful protests. You know what I mean? I've, I've done, I've connected dots for people. I've done things to to make some, to, to help contribute to some sort of change. And that has been a direct result of me having to confront certain issues on this show and discuss them. So again, that's another blessing. There's so many hidden hidden blessings in doing a show like this, especially on a weekly basis, especially mm -hmm. when the topics are in real time, you know, as far as their impact and relevancy to what's going on. And so I'm just grateful for all of the shit that I didn't know was going to be cool, but has turned out to be super cool about doing this show. Right. Grateful. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the visibility that we all get because we all mm -hmm. have goals. I want to be an actor. I want to host, you know, television shows and all kinds of shit. And so I think it's important that we put all of that out there. And I'm grateful that we have this opportunity, too. Thanks to everybody who listens. Mm -hmm. Yes, we love y'all because y'all are helping us so much. Yes, and actually I was I was going to be really cheesy, but I'm really thankful for everybody that listens because... Like, <laughs> and comments and like, shares. For real, and... you know, and even like the, <clears throat> the comments where people disagree or like the really weird comments that where people will comment bad stuff every week. It's like the fact that there are people that listen every week or just not just necessarily just to hear us but they want people to relate to or they see people that um 
people that have purpose and they they really believe in that because I feel like each and every person out there listening has a purpose and they're trying to find it. So when you listen to us, you know, we're resonating with each other. We're feeding off of each other almost is that energy. So I'm just so thankful, like, for bumping into people sometimes or reading the emails. I read all of the emails. Like, there are a lot of sad emails that come in. And people just really think that, like, nobody's out there listening. There's nobody like them. And then sometimes I get up on the show and I fumbled for a full episode. I'm like, well, I was high as fuck that night. And then somebody <laughs> will write in and be like, yo, like, I am just like you. Like, I can't do this, that, and third. I'm like, yep. Like, you're not alone. Like, it's it's like that a, a, a lot of people are are lost, you know? And then there are a lot of people that are waiting to feed other people the what they need to get better. And to be on a platform with people that want to help other people and want to, you know, succeed and just be bomb as hell, it's just such a blessing. Like, that's how people connect. And I feel like it's it's really, really cool to be on a show with people that want to connect with other people and make shit happen. What have you found the challenges to be? The challenges... Um, uh, I've really, really been able to see that I am not good at anything in long form. Um, way back in the day, I used to do YouTube videos, and my whole focus was everybody, nobody wants to sit and watch this video. You know, the, the editing, like nobody's going to sit here for this amount of time. You got to keep them interested. How do you keep them interested? So there have been various mediums and platforms like photography. Um, I used to take a lot of photos, and then I left Atlanta. I moved here, did pictures for maybe two years, and then stopped. But um, photography was just one of those things I was able to do where I was able to just create, like, this is my vision, this is what I see, this is what I have. But then um, you lose sight when you, you get away from your craft. So then being on a show where I'm talking a lot or uh, having expressed myself in a long form, coming from just, like, snapshots and stuff, it was kind of difficult for me. But then I realized uh, those pictures and those videos and all that content, those mediums, they have stories behind them. They have long stories, you know. So... I'm learning how to give backstory in my own life through the podcast, whether these are going to be my journals for later for me to, you know, really sit back and learn from myself. Cause I learn every week on this show, every week, like I'll go back and I'll listen and I'll be like, what the hell? Or I'll be like, I see what happened there. And I'll just be able to, to just grow and whether I grow and, and use it here. Um, <clears throat> Cause I, I don't know. I have, I just don't like the room setting. I've always been like a live person. So like I'll be out live somewhere and somebody would be like, damn, like, this is crazy. And then on the show, like, I'm live, but I'm not really live. I don't know. I'll just have these weird things with walls and glass. I'm such a fucking hippie. <laughs> but fighting the walls and glass is part of my challenge, too. Right. <laughs> Every week. Um, challenges. Um, not feeling um, afraid to say what I really want to say. I think that um, has been has helped me in a lot of ways. So it was challenging at first because you feel hesitant sometimes, especially if what you have to say is an unpopular opinion. Cause we see, you know, we've had episodes about this, like uh, call out culture and all these things online that can make you second guess whether you should say your opinion on something because you know that you can be attacked for mm -hmm. it in a crazy way. And, you know, so that kind of second guessing that I think initially I was doing a lot of, I was always very nervous coming into the podcast. And I think now I'm a lot calmer and I just kind of say what I say. And if you disagree, one thing I will say is that a lot of, at least on SoundCloud, I don't know about any other platforms, but on SoundCloud, even with people that have disagreed, it's always been civilized mm -hmm. and they've said what they disagreed with and we go back and forth and it's like cool you mm -hmm. know and I've learned a lot from people who've disagreed some people have taught me perspective you know why they thought what I said 
didn't make sense and they'll explain why and then I'd actually see it their way. So that's been really awesome. So initially challenging, but I've learned to use it as ninja training to mm-hmm. be more open minded to people who don't think the way that I do about things. Um, and the negativity for sure, because I'm I'm someone um, I remember I was having this conversation with someone where they said that Beyonce makes sure like that no one around her tells her anything negative that's mm-hmm. online. Like she keeps too. her world very insulated and it's how she stays healthy mentally. And I've always been the same way. Like I tell my friends, you know, if if you read something about me that is awful, don't send me the link. Um, sometimes subscribers trying to protect me in a weird way or at least they think they are they'll be like oh this website was saying this about you look how awful don't send that to people it doesn't help you know and maybe you think it helps but it doesn't help so me having to deal with that side of things i didn't really experience that a lot on youtube Mm -hmm. strange enough because youtube is awful sometimes but i really didn't i you know i'd i'd probably had a handful of mean comments in in all of my five years on youtube but with this, with uh, the podcast, it was a whole different wave of because it's a long winded format where we're saying more of what we think and our right. opinions. So people's opinions of my opinions became more of a thing. So that was some that took some getting used to. But I'm also thankful for that, too, because I think it gave me the tough skin that I didn't have by being on YouTube. So now I think I'm way better prepared um, and assertive in who I am. So it's helped me in a lot of ways. And also, we here, so... And y'all are here. You know, ain't gonna <laughs> be too right. many op- opinions on your opinion. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> I mean, I think the, the most challenging, though, is is how mean people can be. That's the part I don't get. Like, and I'm learning to not try to get it. And I've had this conversation with a lot of my mentors and just the spiritual people around me that are like, friend. Yeah, Your we did biggest... talk about that, didn't we? <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> you are like my spiritual mentor. Right. <laughs> we did. We did talk it up about that, didn't we? I forgot about that time. We had talked about that. Right. But, you know, one of my mentors who I'm actually doing the retreat with next week, but she, mm-hmm. um, she was like, your issue is that you spend a lot of time trying to understand why people feel the way that they do and you have to drop that because it's just going to get in the way of you understanding yourself. You know, that's energy you're exerting in the wrong direction. And I'm such a people person and I care about everyone, but I realized that I was exerting a lot of energy in the wrong direction. So the negativity has helped me kind of break out of that for sure. Hmm. What would you guys say is your favorite episode? Oh, damn. If you can even pick the one. The text on episode for me, hands down. Really? Yeah. I did love that episode. That was a though. great episode. <laughs> Very impactful. It was a great conversation, but it was still fun. Right. And, and let's be real. Like, we found our balance and our rhythm when it came to balancing, like, the weight of some of our topics mm-hmm. with with keeping the conversation fun and comfortable, which was very important to us. Right. We, our our algorithm for that, you know. It, it, and that it, took a while Yeah, for we us. got it right Yeah, later. yeah. So the newer episodes have been my favorites. Um, there's been some good ones in the past. You know, I, I love the comedy that we all bring. And I think it's so funny that all of us have been able to to highlight the funny sides of our personality. You make me laugh on this show, friend. You make me laugh on the show, Asante. Like, I, I love that because you guys know I love to laugh. And I love to make people laugh, laugh like that. It's fun to me. Right. So, 
um, that for me, those moments where we are just having a good time and we're literally laughing in, in our in our gut and in our belly, like like Tamara Maori Housley said that Tamar used to make her laugh <laughs> on that show that we ain't gonna talk about no more. And I done got pissed off again. Oh, man. <laughs> just thinking about that. Take a shot. But yes, that that belly laugh. Those are the moments that I cherish the most. I, I just do. And when we quit, I want everybody else to know this too. We never write jokes on this show. When we t- when we crack jokes and we say things that are funny, like that is literally organic. It just happens in conversation yeah. for right. us. And so that's why those moments are so special to me because they're so sincere. <laughs> I just, I love those times. The good times. <laughs> like Al Green said. Which episode did you find to be the hardest? Oh. <sighs> The one where we interviewed Wendy Williams. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Could you imagine? Because she couldn't fit through the motherfucking dope. That's why we couldn't. That's why it was episode. hard. It had to be something you asked me about some relationship type stuff. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to think. I'm like, there was some, there was sometimes Fran was like asking me something other. I can't pry into that. I don't even know where to dig deep to find anything for that. And you know what? That to me is funny because I think early on, um, you both of you were like, uh-uh, with emotions and feelings. Like you were still a little bit uncomfortable with. I didn't know where to look or how to go. Tapping into that or even sharing too much, and that's I think when Dustin was saying we found our rhythm, um, it was a, a give and take on all of our parts because I'm not someone on the internet that people know as being funny or no one really knows my silly side. You guys know my silly side because you're in my life in my real life so my real life friends know that I'm actually extremely silly but online I just look like this you know granola right like I'm actually (laughs) really silly like last week last week uh, she made me think that we were going into the Bronx Oh, the, on the uh, yeah! <laughs> you had a meltdown. Yo, I was like, I was like, we in the Bronx. Asante had a meltdown. We in the Bronx already. Like, I was freaking out. I was, like, I can't believe we are in the Bronx. How do we miss our stop? Highest balls. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh we my god, we're going to one thirty nine. Because that happened to us before. Once, I, man. But I wish you could have seen his face. Yo, like he yo, pa- she, almost let passed me tell you, out because it was time, late. Because one time we were on the train and we, me and friend, we just were talking and talking and then we're like damn did we miss our stop and we missed it Y'all asked and that we yankee were, stadium <laughs> well, well no we were pretty much <laughs> but so we had to ride the shit back but so this time i'm thinking like okay we good like next stop we gucci and then we're talking and then friends like wait did we miss our i was like oh fuck i thought i just thought in my head we had it how did we miss it we missed it already but his meltdown was Yo. life though but i think that's where we had to meet each other halfway because i hadn't really exposed the playful side of my personality and then you guys hadn't really tapped into the like f- in We've my feelings side yes. of yes. of have, the internet, you know. I so have no cheat sheet, right? So we each had to pull from those sides. I had to make sure that I wasn't too serious, so that we there was room for all of us to joke and be playful and talk about love and hip hop. Because I didn't want to be that person that was like, oh, I don't watch that, even though I don't watch it. But I, but I, <laughs> I still, still don't know her. Right, I still so, don't know her. So but. you don't watch. So you don't watch. You don't watch Arian the other night. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I was excited 
when I did watch it in LA, I was like, now I can have something to bring to the show about she it. She song. <laughs> what or, song was it? Oh, on the show? Yeah, yeah. She she got after after Carrie Michelle left her that episode. She Wait, was like, that the next episode after that? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant on that. I was it, like, no, on, on, on this week's episode, yeah. Oh, I might have to catch. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, like I had Jasmine Guy music. Remember that music Jasmine <laughs> Guy had back in the day when she used to be dancing hard as hell. <laughs> when Jeff back in the day when Jasmine Guy used to dance like Rosie Perez on Soul Train. <laughs> Oh my it sounded like some of that shit. <laughs> Cute girl, great Ooh. gowns, beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> but, and then it was important for Dustin and Asante to not be afraid for me to ask about childhood trauma. Right, no. And relationships and how we are navigating the world. We each had to, like, pull out from the sides of us that the internet hadn't seen in order to make this trifecta as dynamic as it has been because mm. it's not a show that you're hearing anywhere else because we found that rhythm, I think. I think that, like, we... I, I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful for that, the fact that you kind of encouraged us to talk about... Um, to talk about more serious things, to dig a little bit deeper. It really gave some legitimacy and, you know, it really credentialed, like our brands a little bit because we're known we are known for making people laugh you know and for having a good time per se everybody knows we're not dummies just walking around bumping into the walls and shit but you know we don't really get serious and so when, when you would encourage us to open up to other subjects and areas of conversation and we literally had to like face the music on certain shit and then offer up you know some sort of commentary on it it really legitimized us as panelists and so i'm grateful for that because now you know it's like i'm talking about shit that i know you know what i'm <laughs> right. saying i'm serious right you know so that's a good look and Word it's up. good for people to know that we have those different sides that's right Absolutely. different sides can, like yeah, kfc you can ah <laughs> no you can be yeah. silly but you can also meditate and you can that's watch right. love and hip-hop but then you know like i think it's important to be accepting of all those sides of yourself that's right you and can, i'm glad that we you were smoke able to in the connect. morning after you had your shot of apple cider vinegar <laughs> You can. <laughs> that sounds like an <laughs> awful combination. Listen, because the it, it, apple cider vinegar tastes nasty. So if you take the shot right, oh, quick, it like takes the then, edge uh, off. Yeah, it's I like my it's my reward to myself. Like you've taken your apple cider vinegar, so now you can get high. I ain't gonna lie, dog. Apple cider vinegar nasty as and a motherfucker, man. And it always yeah, will be. It's Guys, good for you. And, and not only that, you feel the effects quick. Like literally, like five minutes later, your stomach stop hurting. You know what I'm saying? But like that ride down. Whew. Lord have Ooh. mercy. I drank some of that shit. I said, what did I do? Did I drink Legos? What the fuck did I just drink? It was horrible. Like, but it works. It works. Listen, so shout out to Apple I swear I by swear it. The mother, with the mother. It. With the mother. Okay. <laughs> it's got to have the mother. <laughs> and here's my last question for you guys. Yes. And now looking back at all of the episodes and our opinions and our thoughts on things, are there any thoughts that you looking back now have maybe changed your position on or have found that listening to yourself speak on something maybe now a year later because a lot changes i mean you evolve on a daily basis so a yearly basis is next level mm. but do you think there's something that maybe you may have thought but now you think differently no <laughs> <laughs> oh. i was gonna say it too, like not really <laughs> no i mean as far as opinions go, 
uh, the opinions that I have on certain things, I don't really feel like my opinions have probably changed, but just the way that I um, operate um, when I move into like the emotional realms has definitely changed. Like the way that I approach my own thought processes going into situations and uh, even situations just with myself. Like looking back on the show, I can remember just saying things and... He's cracking himself up over here. I thought, I thought the nigga was crying. I was just like, damn, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to pause? What's going on? I remember saying things. No, um, no, I just remember saying things and then being like, hmm, how is that going to play into my, my life like later on down the road? And uh, it's like emotional baggage. you know. What when you, you talking about? You was talking about somebody? No, just like when we were talking about parents being people and stuff like that, I remember, you know, I think it's great that my mom and dad found each other and like the whole love thing. And, but then it was just like creeping in me like, well, don't you resent your daddy like a little bit? You know what I'm saying? And it's not that I do, but it's like, well, I could see, you know, certain things where people need to be held accountable and things like things like that. But it didn't necessarily change how I felt about something in the, in the light and the manner, but it, it changed how I, I view things going forward. Like how I actually feel about things moving, going, moving and going, moving, going, moving, going, <laughs> What about you, Dustin? Any opinions evolved for you? Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> I Hell no. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I mean, every goddamn thing I said. And if I talked about you, I meant that too. Not y'all, but you know, <laughs> somebody I mentioned on the show. Right. I meant every goddamn word I said. You're Sorry. I meant every word I said. <laughs> I, I meant every mic. damn word I said if I talked about you on the show. No, Dustin. I don't. I, I ain't so I love Dustin. What about you? Dustin's a black bottom line. Um, I don't know that. I, I think you know what episode does stand out to me the most though is the inclusion episode. Mm. Um, not. I still have. I still agree with my position about art, and um, people should make the art that they want. And it should include who they want. Like, it's their vision. And I think when we start tampering with what it's expected of someone's vision, then it takes away from them actually creating it right. organically. And I don't think you should tamper with a creator's mind. But um, on a greater scale, I do think the, the idea of inclusion is important. And I I forget there was, like, um, a music video I was watching and, it, you know, they were, like, in the hood playing dice or something. It was a rap video. And one of the dudes is in a wheelchair, you know? And I and I was just like... Was it, it Snoop and Dr. Dre? No, no, no. Okay, because it was, it was a wheelchair. It was, an indie, it was okay. like an indie artist. Yeah, um, I think I was watching it and probably, like, on Revolt or something. And that kind of, like, did something to me, you know? Because I was like, wow, like, that's the inclusion. You know, the fact that... Y- the average person probably wouldn't have thought like, yo, let's put a dude in the hood and that's in the wheelchair in this section, you know? And because there are people in the hood that are in wheelchairs, like mm-hmm. there needs to be that inclusion. You see, when you're in the hood, you see your homies in wheelchairs, you mm-hmm. know? So why aren't we putting them in music videos? Why is right. that not an automatic part of our narrative? And so it got me to thinking more about the idea of inclusion. And even a couple of the messages I received um, from women who are struggling with their weight and their body image and the stories that they told me about, you know, friend, this might not be something, this might be a blind spot for you because of your body. You, you know, you have the body that fits what's popular. 
So you don't know what it feels like for us when we show up at a music video and they look at you like, "Uh uh-uh, you know, or on audition for a movie or, you know, just trying to be included because you're a person, you know? And I definitely think that that was a blind spot with body image made me think about that more, even in... Moving forward for me, the, I think about race a lot and skin color and hair, you mm-hmm. know, because those are the things that are on my mind with when I create, I try to be inclusive of that. But I, I realized that I wasn't thinking about body types, uh, you know, or um, or uh, the proper word was disabled. Right. She said, don't say handicapped. She said, I think someone said it's disabled. So. I, those weren't parts of my narrative as a creator. Right. So I think that episode definitely opened my mind to that moving forward. And then seeing that music video, I was like, you know what? This was a blind spot for me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely will keep that in mind if I ever become a gatekeeper for specific projects to make sure that people see themselves more. So I think that episode probably affected me the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another standout for me <clears throat> was just when we sp- uh, spoke on rape culture. And I don't, oh, really, right. I don't really feel like I spoke up a lot about it just because for me it was kind of uncomfortable, um, you know, the word behind it. But once I was once I was coupled in with Andrew as an ableist, though, I was just kind of like, damn, he always abuses rape culture and things like that, too. Or, or just even the thought of using the word rape in the word. And so um, it really it was a, a moment for me to kind of like look back and do research and then say, OK, well, why is this the thing? And then, you know, why? Why have I been avoiding it so much? And I think just as a, a man, I live in, or as a gay man too, I, I live in this bubble where, um, not to say that I, I try to shy away from women's issues, but they're just, <laughs> no, seriously, they're just certain issues that come up and it's just like, I don't really know how well versed that I'm going to be in in this. So I'm going to just right, let the people fight. And it could be a blind fight. spot, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So it's like when you come across certain terms and things, it's like, it gets a little uncomfortable. So that was just one of those things that stood out for me. Yeah, and that that episode with Tax was definitely, I think that was probably the most messages I received. Just people being so frustrated with um, how we handled rape culture. But that, but that you know, will be one of my favorite episodes. And uh, I really, I want to say this before, only because Tax is like, um, he's not perfect and he doesn't try to be, you know Who what I'm is, saying? yeah. And I think people miss a lot of the messaging just because they're turned off by certain things. And not to say that... The delivery. Right, and not to say that everyone needs to learn how to look past certain things, but he was really dropping some gems. And, and he does drop some gems, like between the jokes and stuff. There are some really great things that this man has to say, and I just would like to, you know, be on put on squad for text. <laughs> for the tax team. Yeah, and a lot of people did say that too in the comments. They were like, you know, at first I didn't want to hear this because of delivery or whatever. And then after they were like, but afterwards I opened my mind to it and I realized that, you know, you guys were dropping a lot of gems regardless of if they agreed or not. Right. But, you know, it was your perspective. And what I think hopefully with this show will help people realize is that none of our opinions are fact <laughs> none of our they don't they can change mm-hmm. they can evolve with humans I, I would get angry and people are like oh well, you didn't think that last okay that's a good thing change is a good thing right. that means i'm growing <laughs> that you know okay. if some i tweeted that the other day if someone tells you you're changing tell them thank you <laughs> that's a good thing like mm-hmm. don't ever let someone hold you <sighs> you know, up against a wall for that. And I think it's important to accept people for how they think and be allowing 
if it's not how you think. That's something yeah. I've had to learn too because I'm very, I'm a huge control freak and I want everyone to be this way and that way, but I've Get learned. Right, I've learned to like chill, meet people where they are. Yeah. And I think that's what this show has shown, especially that episode with Tax. Like, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I wasn't going to be combative. People were like, well, why'd you let him call women bitches and this? I'm like, because that's Tax. That's how he speaks. That's where he's at. And it's not my job to tell him to be anything but that. You know, and I shared how I felt, and we met halfway, and that's what the episode was. Shout out to Friends Edges. I wish y'all could see how Friends' hair looks on my edges. <laughs> on the right Immaculate. side, the right side <laughs> is laying down. <laughs> y'all are so funny. I'm giving you like '80s baby. Yeah, over here. but I mean, I mean it's like it looks really healthy. You be <laughs> using that Shekinah shit? No, <laughs> she has a product line. Yeah, it's actually called Beautiful Edges. <laughs> So you, I guess that's our lying? small black business. <laughs> Let's support Shekinah this black week, Black business of the week. Wait, Shekinah are you being Draw. serious? I promise you, Beautiful Edges by Shekinah What Draw. is it, like a gel? Now that, I don't what know. <laughs> but I, it's some, whatever it is, it's, it makes it beautiful grow where your hair Beautiful Edges. Don't, you know how TLC was like, you can buy your hair if it don't grow. <laughs> like that, yeah. That so was Shekinah's, Shekinah's our, cream. our small black business of yep. the week. <laughs> <She> literally. <laughs> Literally. I love it. Asante's pulling up the website I'm, I'm, for y'all. I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm, I can't tell if you were joking or not. That's no, the it's funny there. part. It's the kind of joke. Beautiful. Uh, that now. And there's the joke right there. But it's Beautiful Edges by Shekinah Joe. And I thought you had used some because your no, shit looks good. thank yeah. you. No, I actually have, what do I have? Um, Camille Rose Moisture Butter. So actually, that's a black business as well. You can find her at Target. Um, she's all natural. She's black owned. She's this vegan woman with like a, a beautiful vegan family. She has like five kids and they're all so cute <laughs> in Atlanta. They have like the cutest uh, little family pictures on Instagram. But yeah, that's the product I use for my edges. That's dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if you don't feel like going to Target and you want to support our black business of the week, go to ShekinahJoe.com where Spell you can find for them, please. That is S H E K I N. A-H-J-O dot com. Yes. Shekinahjoe.com. <laughs> so Beautiful. And make sure y'all edges. tweet Shekinah Joe and tell her that the friend zone sent you there to get Beautiful Oh, my edges. God. That's right. And it's Shekinah Joe. Her edges, and there's T-shirts on here, and there's also booking information if you want to okay. get this beautiful beauty star slash stylist slash entrepreneur. Okay. Well, let's jump mm. into <laughs> our wellness segment for this week. Actually, I want to suggest that those of you listening to do a year in review for yourselves. I think it's important to see how you've changed from where you were a year ago because so much has changed for me in a matter of a year. It's kind of crazy. So I think it'd be cool if you sat and and then obviously this could be journal work because, you know, I'm always uh, encouraging that. But look, you can look back at your posts that you've written in the past couple months, or you can literally start a new post where you break down the things that have happened, you know, go through it. What was my January like? How is it, you know, work like the people in my life? Are they still in your life? What shifted? How did you contribute to what shifted? How will that teach you for your future relationships? And when I say relationships, I don't just mean romantic. I mean your friendships. Yourself. Your relationships, yeah, especially your relationship with yourself. Maybe listening to this show, how have we contributed to your growth? Because you guys send us a lot of really nice letters saying, oh, you know, I've taken self-care way more seriously or, 
you know, you, you guys have impacted my thought process in a lot of ways. So that's amazing. So I definitely think you should check in with yourself and see, because a lot of the times I think we don't give ourselves credit on how much we've grown because mm. we're so focused on what's still missing, how much more mm-hmm. we have to go. I still have to do this. I haven't done shit, I, you know, but I think it's important to, to praise yourself and pat yourself on the back and be like, damn, you know, it's August. Like I got yes. through another year, you know, uh, Maybe you moved, maybe, you know, you jumped into a new job. Was it better? Was it worse? Like, check in and and make sure that you're headed in the direction you actually want to be in. You broke up with somebody. Right. Was it worth it? Was it better? Was it a good decision? Do you feel like there's a weight lifted off of you? (laughs) Do you feel like there's some new booze looking at you? Right. (laughs) Or maybe you have body goals, fitness goals. You know, I know a lot of people were saying that this was the year that they were going to you know, make sure their body was like the best ever. Like no, I was I, saying it. Oh, and you <laughs> <I> remember, <laughs> right? Right. Did you but meet those goals? Hey, I have shredded. I got down to where I needed to be. And now I'm talking and now because you build. I want to start doing another thing soon. And so I had to give my body a certain way to be able to compete against other people that do it. Oh, oh shit. And so I had to lose a little bit of weight and now I'm toning and tightening it up and I'll see y'all on the floor soon. Oh, oh, right. But I think it's important with your body goals, you know, check in. Uh, Was your goal to gain weight, to lose weight? Learn how to deep throw. What was your goal? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you want to do? But I definitely think, you know, reviewing how, how your life has changed, how it's changed, why it's changed, and how you can ensure that the next year that's on the way is going to be even stronger than your last one. Because remember, like Asante was saying, you are your only competition. That's right. So stop stop looking elsewhere and just look inward and try to ask yourself, how can I be flyer next year? That's right. You know, how can I be a how can I be a way better person than I have been? What can I do? And obviously that's whatever that means to you. Mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> so Who is that, the baddest of them all? Okay. Um, so that's the wellness segment. Well, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you guys uh, tap in for that and definitely let us know your thoughts. I'd love to hear your years, your year in review for you guys on SoundCloud as well. Asante, what's the icebreaker today? Oh, uh, well, since it is festival season, my favorite. Um, you get to <laughs> you, you have your own festival this month. Okay, uh, pick. Who's going to headline it and uh, uh, some side stage acts? So how many? Acts. Three acts. Let's keep it to three. Okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's see. Let's have a headliner let's and see three, three, three supporting. Let's okay. see if y'all going to stay at three. We, no, we never are. stay at three. I'm staying at three. <laughs> I'll be like, wait, one more. <laughs> I promise you I'm staying at three so you guys can go. <laughs> okay, my headliner, and this is a festival, so I'm trying to think of vibes. Mm. My headliner is going Ooh, to should be. Should we even say where you want your festival to? Or how you want it? Never mind. Play, just play with it. <laughs> just play. With Go it. ahead. Um, Little Dragon is gonna headline Ooh. my festival because I think start, they just <laughs> don't start. <laughs> Little Dragon, and then my supporting acts would be. Um. <laughs> um. Maybe Ro James. Ooh. Right? Um, Sir. Yes. Which, if you guys aren't familiar, I would love for you guys to look up his project, Seven Sundays. 
Um, my favorite song is called "The Perfect Remedy." That is mm. my. <laughs> In case you guys need to know what what the vibe is. So let me see, Ro James, right now, sir, and oh my goodness, this is hard. I might have to go with division. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Right? That's a really good one. Damn. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, Dustin, you go. You gotta go next. Okay. <laughs> so my show would be co-headlined. Okay. When it comes to concerts and festivals, even though it's festival season, you have to think about who's got hits that people know. Right, and that'll make it live. Keep it lively and who's great, who's a good performer. So I would do a co-headlining reunion of Mary J. Blige and Jay-Z. Mm. Okay, so I let them co-headline. So we're already entertained. Are you not entertained? <laughs> okay. For the side act, See, I'm going to try to mix this up. This is making me want to change one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to mix the side acts up because you have to think about who puts on a good show. And again, it's a festival. So that means we have to have some sort of eclectic mix here. Right. Um, I am in love with Haim. And mm. they have songs with like Kid Cudi that they can perform to make it like, you know, urban. So Heim's on the bill. And I want people to see their art. So that's like my wild card pick. Nice. Um, another wild card pick, I'm going to add Maze and Frankie Beverly because wow. everybody knows Joy what and Pain. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then for my third pick, it's probably going to be another wild card, but. <sighs> I'm trying to think about performance, right? And who's really going to, like, go in. So we could do a wild card and do, like, Young Thug. You know what I mean? Mm. Or we could do somebody who... God, so what is this, like, an R&B festival? No, it's whatever It's your festival. Yeah, it could be any shit you're listening to. Because I really feel like... I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to add a fourth act. See? See? Talking about you, you was the one. Three. Look, I was the one that said no numbers. He's like, oh, we going to keep it Because we're this. awful when it comes to music. Man, I want somebody time. that's going to do covers and that can do, like, rock covers too, right? But still do, like, soul covers. So that feel, makes me feel like I have to pick I know who you're going to say. Oh, I thought you were going to say Miguel. Well, he's, <laughs> he's coming next because Miguel is just, like, a festival artist. See, so I was going to say I'm changing my headlining act. I'm <laughs> sorry, Little Dragon. I love you so much but it's gonna go to Miguel he's gonna headline it cause Miguel has a live show like he gives you and he can give you rock he can give you alternative he can still give you R&B so you're gonna get like a nice eclectic vibe from him so He's my headliner. <laughs> I hope all my people bring Damn. out special guests so I ain't got to worry about no more acts. Just bring whoever y'all want, <laughs> right? you know. Remy Ma. Damn, how dare I ask this question? Color I'm looking at, I'm thinking like, damn, who do I want? Right. Um, okay, so. Do an all-ladies festival. An all-ladies festival? Yeah. Damn, okay, so. Headliner, y'all don't, oh, wait. I'm about to name a bunch of people y'all don't know. Okay, That's so let me good. think of, Okay, well, let me think of somebody that everybody knows first. Neo. My <laughs> all ladies press. Okay, so I have to get my first card because she's near and dear to my heart. I don't give a fuck about any of the other stuff. India Sean is gonna yes. headline my festival. Oh, yes. my yes. She's she's gonna actually well because it's all ladies now. Because I was gonna say Vic Mensa would be my headliner, and well, then India could be on one of the side stages. But that sounds like a cute festival. Yeah, like because Vic Literally. Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it would be. You know. Um, yeah, Vic Vic Mensa, if this was not the old ladies and India would be on one of the side stages. But India's gonna headline. Can I sit and in the chair when she do neither do we and cry on stage? Ooh. 
neither do we is gonna have to loop for like a minute before she st- actually starts the goddamn song. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a. Um, what's that dance called that they do when they like dance to the words and not the music? Like you tell the story with dance. <laughs> I'm gonna do one of them dances to uh, to neither do we. <laughs> you know, praise dance. Yeah, like an interpretive. Oh dance. my god. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Since you throwing Roe James away, I'm I'm putting him on mine. I bet you says I'm Sorry, throwing no him ladies away. Festival. I know I can't. I'm I'm trying to think of all the the females that are like, but they're all so different. Like I I was I had it in my head I wanted to do Vic Mensa, uh, Chance the Rapper, and um I know I know that he's similar, but uh Childish Gambino just because I really oh, I, I, I really like fuck Childish, with Childish Gambino. Gambino. That's um, his song Sober. Is that what yeah. it's called? I loved off it. That, that was off the Stone Mountain mixtape. That was a really good. Yeah. Um, is it off of that? I thought it was off of like his most recent project. Or um, what is that? The, uh, the the cover was like yellow because I, the I internet. Know, oh, oh yeah, it was yellow and blue. Yeah, yeah Stone it's like Mountain, an animated Hawaii. one. Yeah. But definitely check out "Sober" by Childish Gambino. Listen to Childish Gambino's last mixtape. He has a, a song on there with uh, Oh Carifo, uh, rapper off the West Coast. He has a, a joint called No Small Talk, and that shit goes so hard. Um, yeah, Anderson Pack, Childish Gambino, Vic Mensa. Um, I'm obsessed with with a lot of like cool rappers right now. Lil Yachty. Um, Lil Yachty. I'm obsessed with Lil Yachty, Lil, Lil aka Mouse. Lil Boat, uh, Lil Mama, Lil um, Mouse, Lil Mouse. <laughs> Lil Mouse. <laughs> it's rolling. All we, my bitches rolling. Remember or, he was rapping about drugs and girls and shit. He was like eight years old. He had he had a little girl in the passengers. And it was like, what what is going on? <laughs> oh my god. Somebody's probably somebody's actual mom. Probably <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just gonna be a rap festival. If I had to do all girls, it would be India, um, Abra. I'd have to put Abra on one of the stages, but not on one of the smaller stages, because you know she still got some work to do. But I still fuck with her heavy. I, I've been talking about Abra for like two or three weeks now. Um, I can't think of any more females. How's her sister doing? Cadabra. I was so. I was waiting for it. I was like, I was like, he's gone. Right, you saw the setup. Do it. My um, all women's fest would be India Sean. Yes. Desi you have Page. A one, two, oh, Desi Page. <laughs> India Sean, Desi Page. Now hold on. Because we've <laughs> talked about this before, and since this is the review, you know that you, India, and Desi have to do something you have to work together. Oh, yeah. We, or we've we've been daydreaming about going to the mountains and making music and then coming Let back. Let me a month be a later. fly on the wall, please. Right? With James Fontleroy. With That's James like Fontleroy. That's been the goal that we've been. James Fauntleroy is one of the dopest like songwriters ever. Can I produce your vocals? I'm really good at arranging vocals. I just can't sing. <laughs> that's exactly like producer vocals. That, that's, yeah, a, that's exactly. <laughs> look, you can be in charge of other girls, but I've I've called dibs on India. Right. And, and, oh, and you know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just fuck you up. I'm sorry. I know that y'all already have your thing in the mountains uh, put together, but I'm gonna have to fly in the girl for a week or two, and Kia's gonna have to be in that project with y'all. Doing oh, something. Kia. <laughs> yes. Kia's yeah. next level, though. <laughs> she's her voices. Woo. Look, Kia knows what to do. She she sung with India before. Have they? Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's I right. To look you know, that up. Have to go on ahead and throw that out there for y'all. <laughs> uh, that was a, a bomb ass ice. That I want Rihanna cute. to come out on. Jay Z set when he does run this sound, and I want her oh. to do higher because it's a festival, and mm-hmm. I want her to fuck it that up the way she did Love on the Brain on the Billboard. She sure did, though. Mm-hmm. That was like her best performance ever. All right, all right. So, right? as usual, some music conversation. <laughs> then took us. 
Right. So what is the asking for a friend of the week? Well, this is our, you know, I say this every week, but don't forget to email us. Email the friend zone at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I got a couple to my personal email and as a rule I just I just don't do anything with those. I'm so sorry. But uh yes, the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Do not forget to email us there if you want to be considered for our asking for a friend segment. Um this particular letter is titled, Please Help Me Before I Jump Off the Deep End. Dear Dustin, Fran, and Asante, I'm hoping for some tough love in this situation because right now I'm going through something that makes me feel all kinds of depressed. I recently quit a job after three days because of a few different circumstances. Damn. One, the hours were longer than I had expected and I didn't know how to how I'd fare with them considering I don't have a car. Two, they switched my manager to someone else who was not mean but was not at all helpful and even in the first few days left me to kind of fend for myself. And three, the work was really shit and the training was unhelpful. Since then, I received my acceptance letter into grad school and I also applied for other jobs and one came through, but it's not 100% what I want to do with my life. Although there's great health benefits and the pay is pretty decent. Another job offer had also come up through an old internship supervisor that was more in the field I I want to go into and was most likely guaranteed to be mine but they couldn't give me a straight answer about the pay, the hours, or the title. They wanted me they wanted me to choose everything, which I felt was weird. They wanted me to choose everything, which I felt was weird, considering I'm only a year out of school. Finally, after some prodding, they told me the reason that they were being evasive is because they wanted to build the position around me because they knew I was considering grad school next year. The problem is, is that I already took the first offer once I couldn't get an answer out of the second company about anything. The offer is still somewhat on the table for a part-time position, but I don't want to be burnt out of working two brand new jobs. My question is, what would you do in this situation? I still really want to go to grad school in a year, and it's my ticket out of my small hometown, but I don't want to keep starting and quitting new jobs because I'm young and don't have much work experience. I've never felt so lost in this place before, and it's really wearing on me. Help. We can make this really quick and really simple. Quit trying to make fetch happen. None of them jobs and shit are working out because that's not what you're supposed to do. Your heart is in grad school. That's what you have clearly identified as what you really want to do. All this other shit is just a means to an end. Go to grad school, live off student loans and financial aid like everybody else, (laughs) still buy sneakers and shit, you know, and just finish grad school so that you can be done with that and feel fulfilled and move on to doing what you really want to do. Everything you do... In the meantime, it's just going to be a waste of time. Go to grad school. Let me know about it. Shout out to Mama Scorpion. Kevin Scorpion. Kevin, Scorpion. Kevin Simmons from the Scorpion Show. He has a mother. And her name is Mama <laughs> Scorpion. I love Her commentary them. is hilarious. And she would always close out her advice letters. Or her when she would give advice in her videos, she would always end her advice with, let me know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kevin. Um, okay, so let me make sure I understand. She basically has to choose to work or go to grad school. Right. But she can go to grad school still. It's not like she wouldn't be able to afford to. Like, that's the part that I'm kind of misunderstanding. Basically, she can either take another job that she's not sure if it's going to be a good thing for her. Just for the experience, right? Just that's to, what she's right, saying. to get the experience because she's she's afraid of being young and keeping, you know, all of these and false not starts. A and not having a resume. Exactly. Right, not being okay. able to build a body of work. So 
Okay, that is a tough position to be in, though, because both are valuable. Right. You know, obviously, because I know, and I'm sure those of you who are looking for jobs or even in jobs right now, you know the most frustrating thing on earth is when you go to apply and they're like, we need you to have five years experience, but it's an entry-level job. You know, it's like, where do you expect me to have this experience if I'm starting? I have to start somewhere, you know, and I used to hate that about jobs they would, and then they would pay you so low, but expecting you to have the skill set of someone who's worked there for 20 years. So I understand the pressure that you have of wanting to build this resume and experience. But if grad school is what's going to make you happiest, I'm always going to go with what is going to make you happiest. Um, just being someone who has a little bit of both. Like I finished college. Um, but then I also have the work experience, and I can't say that either one put me ahead any more than the other, if that makes sense. The job market is just hard as it is, you know? In grad school, if anything, might just help you narrow down what you want, all like, even more, I right. think. So I honestly, I'm stumped by this one because I see the value, though, in, in both sides. But I do think mental health, obviously, is important, and... If you are going to be depressed at these jobs, but happier at grad school, then go to grad school. I think um, because you said grad school is your ticket out of the small town, then that's just obviously going to be a, uh, that's going to be where your focus is going to lie once you're there and you're really going to have the value of making connections outside of where you are. And I think that's going to be super valuable to you. And I think that's, if I were you, that's what I would choose. <clears throat> but I do see, um, I do see how it could be cool to start a job where they would, you know, want to build it around you and all that. But at the same time, you seem a little unsure. So that might hurt you more than it could help you. Because if you don't know what you're doing and then you're telling people what they should be doing or expecting certain things, it might spoil you down the road when you have to go to a, if you do end up at another place and they don't do things the way that you were trained up to do when you built that position. So I think just be really mindful about what it is that you really want. And if you have the opportunity to take what it is that you really want, which in this case seems to be grad school, then I say go for grad school. What you, you really, can defer. Really you can also defer. Yeah, you absolutely. You know can. that's an option you might want to think about. Defer, like get into the grad school so that you have the spot, but then defer for a year, right. and then try the job that's built around you. Because this way you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. So you test the job. If you like it, that's a blessing. You can stay. Put a ring on stay it. as long as you need to. Until you feel that, and I know with resumes, they usually like to see at least two years, you know, at a job, one to two years is usually like what they suggest. You know, try and, and see if the job that's being built around you will give you a happy two years and then you still have the deferred grad school entrance that's waiting. So in a way, you can kind of have both. So I think that's an option. And you don't have to put every job you worked on your resume on true. a petty note. True, so true, don't true. feel like, you know, <laughs> true, don't true, feel true, like true. That everybody got to know all your stops and starts true, now. True, true. You know, right. be, be smart now. That yeah, customize yeah. it based on the actual job you're applying for. <laughs> yeah. Put the ones that they know are going to look good. That's what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, the fuck? Right, so I hope that helps. I don't know if that was a little jumbled, but maybe that'll, uh, something will resonate. School. You know, I, I, I one of the things that I... I do wish is that I would have been more into my education, but that, it was not the right school for me. Had I gone to the school that I wanted to go to and done the things that I wanted to, I'm sure I would be in a, well, I'd be probably be in the same place, just doing different things or who knows what. But I know that school, if it's something that you really want and you say it's your ticket out to, 
then really, really try to go for that. Right. We hope that helped. Yeah. That's the end of this week's show. Do you guys have any church announcements? <clears throat> Just want to <laughs> say, I love you all. And I'm about to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Because I will be going to London this week. Okay. Yay! With the read, we will be that is so exciting. Popping it and dropping it like it's hot on Saturday. Y'all uh, are gonna be high as balls riding bicycles. And after Amazing. the show in London, we'll be going to Amsterdam. <laughs> so if you are coming to the London show, do not forget to show some love. Bring some things that you know that I like. <laughs> some treats. And you know, we're just gonna have a good ass time. Just look out for me. Look out for me there. What about you, Dustin? Uh, let's see. Oh! I um have um our show on August 13th <laughs> at thefriendzonelive.com. Come see us at Tish Auditorium, part of the new school on 13th Street and 5th Avenue right here in New York City. Right, buy tickets, buy tickets. Buy tickets. Buy tickets. Wear, wear your loot crate pins. Wear your loot crate <laughs> pins. Wear your body shapers underneath Put your, your ribbons clothes. up. That's right. I can't wait to see you guys. It's going to be a great, great time. Looking forward to that. You can catch me on August 27th at the Highline Ballroom. I'm hosting Selena Johnson's concert. It's going to be a really good time. Bringing back the love of R&B music. I can't wait to crack jokes with you guys there. So come see me there. Um, And then I believe there's somewhere else that you'll be able to see all three of us on August 27th and 28th. Does anybody else know anything about that in this room here right now? Please, something about... (laughs) Um, Afropunk. Wow, that's right, niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch us at Afropunk Festival here in Brooklyn, August 27th and 28th. It's part of the Loudspeakers Lounge. Yes. Um, Loudspeakers We have our own Friend Zone Vibe Lounge. You yes. can come hang with us a little bit. So yes. fun things there, too. Definitely yes. check us out if you're planning on going. If you weren't, now here's a reason to come. That's right. So you can check out Afropunk.com. And I believe that's their website. The lineup is going to be sick. Come out and enjoy some dope music with us. Kick it with some of the other brands that are going to be at the lounge with us. And uh, hopefully we'll have some surprises for you all there as well. Right. Fran, Um, what do you have going on next week? Right. Well, for me, all I can say is definitely support that Spotify playlist. Like I said, it's supporting a lot of black um, independent songwriters. That's probably my biggest thing for this week um also august 7th my collaboration with dormtainment will be out so check that out right we have our live show on the 13th we have afropunk on the 27th it's gonna be a really awesome busy month and of course i have my retreat in the dominican republic right sold out sold out retreat that's all next week so pray that we all vibe out and have an amazing time because if so then that will be the first of many more to come Yes. Which I would be really happy to do that. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be a good month. Yes. So, it we is. love you guys. Thank you so much for checking us out this week, and we will see you guys next week. All Stay right, black right. and protect your magic. Bye. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.